Welcome to the Joe Schmo Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions. I ain't confessing nothing! Reformed theology. I don't know what either of those words mean. And apologetics. I am not apologizing for anything either. I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother, Aaron D. Murray. What's up, y'all? This is episode 24 of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. I'm Aaron. And I'm Adam. And we're the Joe Schmo Bros, and you're looking at me like this may not be 24, perhaps episode 25. I feel like it's 25. It's been long enough to where I cannot remember. Well... We left off and you did one without me, so that's I feel a bonus like episode, though. I'm counting it. Okay, well then maybe we're episode on 20. 25. Maybe this is quarter century then. mark, man. I don't know. Yeah, congratulations. Been, we've been recording for what a year and a half. Yes. <laughs> something like that. like that. We've hit 25 episodes. Like we should celebrate. Good for us. Let's celebrate a little bit. Cheers. You celebrated by getting married, didn't you? I did. How's that been, dude? Married life is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome and it's easy. I don't know what everyone's problem is. Marriage, marriage is easy. You're, you're two months in. Get yeah, time. it's super easy. Marriage sucks. Just what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though, it has been awesome. Um, yeah, I fit a lot in in the last two months. So, yeah. got married, had a honeymoon. That okay? That's like the same thing. Yeah, I got a, a new apartment. Okay, that all qualifies uh, as the uh, same well, thing. Well, I know it's not all the same. Okay, thing. all right. There's a lot they're of life different. changes. They're that all are different connected. life changes. Okay. All right, you know. I uh, went to an IU game. That does no. <laughs> um, let's see. Had Thanksgiving. Okay. You know, a lot of different I'm things. About to celebrate Christmas. About to celebrate Christmas next week. This is true. Yeah. I financed my car. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's up with you, man? Oh Anything? no, it, life's good. Yeah. Um, life's pretty much the same for me. Well, I guess we kind of talked about me getting a new job. Right. Briefly in one of the last podcasts, but since then I've been there for I guess six months now. So nice. It's been, it's been a good change for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Nothing special. Haven't been on honeymoon this year. This year, haven't yeah. got a new apartment, dude. I don't think I've ever watched an IU game. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Recommend going to St. Lucia though. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. So what's our uh, topic? today all right so we're picking back up where we left off like three months ago yeah um first commandment we're going to be going through the ten commandments we just posted a or we will when this drops just posted an episode on just an introduction to the ten commandments so Mm -hmm. we're going to be starting in first commandment working our way through them right i think we we had said in that podcast we're going to do two a week we're going to try and do one a week instead yeah, just make it a little more palatable. A little more palatable, a little less uh, long. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> nah, my grammar's the worst. So, um, where are the two places um, in Scripture where the Ten Commandments are recorded? Or give me one. I feel like you asked me this last time, and I got one of two. Okay. I want to say, it's obviously Exodus 20. Obviously. But I want to say Deuteronomy. I said 34 last time, uh-huh. didn't I? And it's like Deuteronomy 5. Deuteronomy 5. That's Nailed right. it. Right. Good job. So here, here's something that um, I think a lot of us Christians are guilty of is knowing the Ten Commandments without actually knowing the Ten Commandments, right? So we know what they are, we know a few of them, but I think 
many people within Christianity might struggle with getting all ten, um, especially naming them in order. <coughs> so that's that's something that hopefully through this uh, little series in our podcast, we can hopefully help you um, memorize those a little bit better. Can you name them all? In yeah, order? yeah. So the first commandment is you have shall have no other gods before me. Sure. Second commandment is you shall not make any graven images. The third commandment is you shall not take the Lord uh, your God's name in vain. The fourth commandment is honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. The fifth commandment is honor your father and mother. The sixth commandment is thou shalt not murder. The seventh commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery. The eighth commandment is thou shalt not lie. No. No, 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 no. no. The eighth commandment is thou shalt not um, steal. steal. Thank you. The ninth commandment is thou shalt not bear false testimony. And the tenth commandment is thou shalt not covet. Um, now, what's interesting about uh, the Ten Commandments is, from, from our perspective, that's how we would say them. From the Lutheran or Roman Catholic perspective, they would combine the first two commandments as one, and then they would split the Tenth Commandment into two. So they would also have Ten Commandments, but their order is a little bit different. Okay, educate me. Why is that? I'm nice? not entirely sure. I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, then don't bring it up. So, no. Well, it, <laughs> I, I did a study on the Ten Commandments a few months ago with my youth group, and I got really confused as I was reading Luther's Catechism, because his Ten Commandments are not in the same order as the Westminster Shorter Catechism, his Ten Commandments. So I was like, oh, interesting. But yeah. I no, want to so say it's have... probably got something to do with their interpretation of the Second Commandment, which we'll get into next week. But we're on, on the First Commandment this week. So um, I think really before we get into the meat of the uh, First Commandment, it's very good for us to understand how the Lord gives us the commandments to begin with, where he doesn't just um, give it to us randomly. It's not in a vacuum. He says, you know, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So that preference there is very, very important for us to understand that the Ten Commandments are not something that we keep in order to be redeemed, but rather the Lord redeems his people and then he gives them the commandments. Mm-hmm. So um, what we don't want to say is we don't want to be uh, promoting moralism by saying you've got to do all these commandments in order for God to approve of you or in order for God to redeem you, which I don't know that many people would say flat off the bat. And some people might. I don't think many people within at least the reform community may, but we may live that way. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just think it's very good for us to remember that, no, it's redemption first and then the commandments. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I have heard that before, like Leviticus 5.18, you know, these are my statutes, keep them that you may live by them. Some right. people interpreting that as a means of salvation, but you go read any of Paul's letters, Galatians, whatever, and it makes it pretty right. clear that salvation doesn't come by keeping the law, but by faith in Christ. Right, right. Not, not to mention Leviticus <coughs> is given after you know, Exodus 20 here. Right. So we got that. Um, what, what's, in your estimation, what would you say is uh, fundamental about the first commandment in regards to the other nine? Um, I mean, it's foundational in the sense that our standard of morality comes from God, not from the masses of the culture or anything like that. So as God is establishing his, his law, he's doing it out of his own character. He's saying, I am your God. You, you will worship me um, according to the way in which I want to be worshipped or according to the way that, you know, because these things come directly from him. So, like, without, without establishing himself as God, then we have no, I guess, I don't know. 
when he says, worship me, this is a really bad explanation, <laughs> but when he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and then he says, you shall have no other gods before me, he's claiming exclusivity to this is, this is pure objective morality because it comes directly from my character, right. not directly from you know, whatever you guys vote on as a society, this is how we're going to live. This right. is what's socially acceptable and right. works the masses, that type right. of thing. Right. Yeah. Very helpful. Or other cultures, other gods, other whatever. Right. Right. Um, another thing to think about um, when we're looking at the Ten Commandments is they're given in the form of a negative, right? Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. So I've known people who will say, well, it's okay like, the seventh commandment doesn't apply to me because I'm not married. So I'm not committing adultery, mm-hmm. even though I'm fornicating. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea of, of these, these commandments, and really um, when a negative is given, period, the negative also implies the positive. So by when we look at the first commandment that says, you shall have no other gods before me, the positive of that would be, I am your only God. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there are no other gods besides me, kind of a thing. So that's just helpful for us to think about um, as we go through these commandments, that they also imply the positives. Um, The Westminster Shorter Catechism and the Westminster Larger Catechism, and really any of the uh, 16th century catechisms, will say, what is the the first commandment, what does the first commandment require, and what uh, what does the first commandment forbid? So these are things, I'm not going to read them because the Shorter Catechism is actually uh, fairly palatable, and you can read that pretty quickly, but the Larger Catechism is you know, three or four paragraphs of things, you know, that you, you should not do and things that you should do. So they're um, really uh, expansive and, and what the first commandment is talking about. So um, what we'll try and do is we'll try and just go over some of the basics of the first commandment. So uh, where do we start with? Uh, I would start with <clears throat> God's statement of when he's saying, like, I am the God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Mm-hmm. What is he establishing that's my question too. Right. Well, he's he's establishing ownership. He he's establishing, like we said earlier, redemption. He's establishing, like you said at the beginning, like this is all foundational to the Ten Commandments. Period is is who God is and what He's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's also establishing <clears throat> that he's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you why would you put yourself in all of these? Like, why would you put yourself at the mercy of all of these other lesser gods? Or as Paul says later, there are many gods, but there are no gods. There is only one true God. Right. You know. So, so why would you put your your faith in these other gods when I've just reminded you of the staff? I've just reminded you of all the miracles that I've done, all the plagues that I, you know, that I, you know, all those plagues were a direct attack on the gods that they worship, showing that these are no gods. That I am supreme over Egypt, all. What Egypt worshipped. Right. right. So I, I am supreme over all. I am trustworthy. So as your God, I'm trustworthy. Therefore, and then going out to lay out the commandments. Right, right. So Yeah, that, that, that's really good. And then um, this has been accused, or people have accused the Israelites of not necessarily being monotheistic, that is, worshiping only one God, but henotheistic. And so um, do you know what the differences are? I'm pretty sure that I've never heard the word henotheistic. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that you have because this is from <clears throat> De Young's book, ah. which, which you've read. Well, I read the first chapter, which is in the first chapter. Well, <laughs> I'm an auditory oh, learner. Goodness, no. goodness, goodness, goodness. Okay, so, <laughs> so here's, here's here's uh, monotheism, right? Uh, worshiping one god. Henotheism is saying that there is more than one god, but there is 
one god that you worship above the other. First place. Got right. it. Exactly. There's a view called henotheism, which <laughs> says there are many gods, but you must give your god first place. That's what henotheism okay, is. Good. In case you were wondering. No, no I was, I was Definitely really curious, didn't pull actually. that out of the book directly. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, while, while we're talking about that, it is worth mentioning um, some of the resources that we're using for uh, this series. One of those would be Kevin DeYoung's uh, book that he just released on the Ten Commandments. Um, he has a sermon series on the Ten Commandments that are basically the same thing, but the book's going to cover a little bit more than he could in the sermon. So I would recommend that book to you. Uh, we're also using what, Thomas Watson's Thomas Watson's Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Um, A.W. Pink wrote a book on the Ten Commandments that are they're good. They're, it's not so great when it comes to application, but it is really good as far as like the ex- exegetical side of things. Hmm. Um, and then I feel like there was one more. Oh yeah, J.A. Packer. He also has a little booklet on the Ten Commandments that um, I'll be using as well. So if you want to look at any of those resources and just skip our podcast, that's probably probably more beneficial. You'll probably learn more. Yeah. Um, if you like the banter and the dialogue <laughs> with those lovely sounds of sultry tones of Aaron's voice, this is the podcast for you. My dog you. licking himself in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, lovely. A lot of people accuse the Israelites of being henotheistic, and the first commandment really says no, that's actually not the case, mm-hmm. um, at least what, what God is saying. So that may actually be true as far as how some people practice things, and that may even be true of you know us today, that we have many idols, but God is our uh, supreme God, but there's other little gods. So you you referenced uh, what Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians 8, 4 through 6. So uh, let me go just go ahead and read that real quick. So this is what it says. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, for whom all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. Hmm. Right. So again, again, this idea is, yeah, there are many, many idols and there are many, many little G gods, like right. false gods that, that people do indeed actually worship, but there is only one true living God. Yeah. And KDY has a nice little blurb in here where he says, no other gods before me could be translated as none other but me or no other gods before my face. Um, then he uses the example of like a shameless woman who brings an adulterer before her husband's very eyes just to vex his mind even more. So like the idea of like, hey, you're our God, but we also have these other side gods, you know, like yeah. no yeah. other God before his face, I think is a very good. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, flush that marriage analogy out a little bit. So it, like it, it's so absurd if I were to, you know, bring a mistress home and say, you know, Mary, my wife, I, I love you so much. You're, you're my primary woman, mm-hmm. but I've also got this side chick on the side, and I hope that's cool. Right. Right. Like that—that's—that's that's completely ridiculous, and it would be completely ridiculous if Mary did not, you know, hit me. Right. <laughs> right. And, and so that's—that's that's kind of the same idea of okay, well, we have, you know, Yahweh. The, the God of the Bible as our primary God, but we also have other little G gods like money or success or, right. or other things within our modern day context, not necessarily like the God of fertility or right. uh, Baal or whatever like they did, but still um, it's, it's the same idea. Right, right. So this is an exclusive claim to Godship for right. lack of better right. words. Very, very, very much so. Right. So one of the things, and you have to see this a little bit this evening, um, I'm trying to start the catechism process with my son who's almost two and a half 
And so, you know, I know what is man's chief end? And he knows glorify God. I said, okay, all right. How many gods are there? He goes, three, three. gods. <laughs> three gods. What? <laughs> no, 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 not three. He goes, one god. Yeah, yeah, one god. And he goes, two gods? <laughs> no, 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 one, one god. Three gods. No. <sighs> Maybe I'm starting a little early. <laughs> but but uh, it's very central that we grasp this concept of, of one god. Um, I want to talk a little bit about syncretism, but before we do that, let's take a little break and a little bit of a game. Okay. Does that sound to you? Sounds good. Sounds great. Okay. So you've been married for how long? Uh, two months. Two months. Okay. So I figure since we're going through the Ten Commandments, I'd like to ask you ten questions about your marriage. Okay. All right. Okay. First question. Go for it. What is your spouse's favorite junk food? Favorite junk food? Yes. How old do you know your wife? I'm going to say brownies, but cookies are right up there with it. Okay, well, is it a brownie cookie? I'm going to go anything chocolate and baked, but let's go brownie. Okay, all right. What one adjective best describes your spouse's family? Best describes my spouse's family? Yes. One adjective. That's a good question. Um, I'm debating between, like, loving, caring, involved... You know, like those type of words. <laughs> Do they listen to this? <laughs> no, they don't, but but that would be fine. Um, they really are, like, all about family, so the community aspect is huge among them, which is awesome. Yeah, her dad's, her dad's really nice. Yeah, he is. All right. So, so is her mom. You have to answer this question. Okay. Okay. What is your spouse's most irritating habit? Most irritating habit. Okay. <laughs> We've only been married two months. There's not really hardly anything she does that bothers me at this point. No, one thing. We were just complaining about something. Uh, okay, so one thing, and she knows this, and it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> is when she uses the microwave, uh-huh. but she takes it out early. Oh my and word, she does it to zero. Stop yeah. that? So then I go to put something in, and it's like seven seconds, and I have to like hit. Then you the, have to hit the stop button. The stop it takes, button. You know, and then I have to redo to it. I know. I'm like, just you know, let it finish or restart it to zero. Either one is acceptable. Oh, I'm so happy that that is not just like <laughs> you're not crazy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What word best describes your spouse's or your spouse first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning. Wow. Way too much energy. Uh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Um, I can't find the word for it. Um, Start describing it. We'll help you out. Like she, she's quiet. She wants some just time with the Lord, so she wants to be like reserved. I guess is kind of the thing. Um, uh, introverted, sort of. Okay. Now, see, the thing is that doesn't really carry over to me much. Like she doesn't want to talk with anybody else on planet Earth. Which I don't either in the morning, so right. let's just be honest. Right. But like, she still loves me well, and she wants to be with me. But she also likes her quiet space. So I'm going to say introverted. Introverted. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think I would have described her as fairly introverted. Period. Oh yeah, in general, yeah, but yeah, especially yeah. in the morning okay. before yeah. coffee. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Which makes me the worst personality. Because <laughs> you are not introverted. Yeah. Well, I am sometimes. Anyway. Well, you can fake extroversion pretty well. Yeah, I, I do fake that. What is the most embarrassing thing you have done around your spouse? Oh, man. That's hard because I do so many embarrassing uh-huh. things just to embarrass her. Um, well, something that's actually embarrassing to you. I don't know. Wow, there's got to be something. What about, like, I don't know, while you guys were dating, passing gas or something? I don't care about that. She does. No, I would make a show out of that. That's uh, it. <laughs> uh, All right. Ah... Uh, 
Man, I see. I have like a memory of me being like, "Oh, that was embarrassing," but I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're just super suave. I'll let you know if I think of All it. All right, you can think about it. Uh, <laughs> imitate how your spouse behaves when they get angry with you. Oh, <laughs> babe, no, like I don't know. Hmm. I can't do it. It's bad radio because it's withdrawal. We're both the same way. We withdraw into ourselves. Okay. So like when she's upset with me and the same thing when I would be like upset or whatever, because we would just be quiet and it just comes out like you can feel it in the room, but we don't like yell at you each can, other you or can, anything. You can hear the silence. Yes, you can hear the silence. I think that's the best way to describe it. All right. I love that. Who would win in an eating contest? Me. You? Yeah. Easy. I guess that one. Dude, she eats like a half a gram a day. I don't, know, I don't get how they survive. Uh, I know, seriously. <laughs> Goodness. That's ridiculous. Uh, except when you order fries. Then all of a sudden they become like, oh, I don't know, Hungry Howie or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not for her. For her it would be cookies and brownies. All right. All right. And popcorn. Dude, we go through so much popcorn. Oh, yeah, they can put it down. Well, I can too. And we're a bad combination for popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn's like a really... Hel- okay. Um, who takes up more than their half of the bed? Her. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah see, my wife. Yeah. I always wake up like half cheek off the bed every, so, every morning. So there was one night recently where like we were going to bed and I'm like making my way to the middle. I'm like, she's like, you're really close to me. I'm like, yeah, I got to do my work early. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my entire half of the bed. You push me off of my sleep. Yeah, exactly. When we fall asleep, I'll roll over a little bit, but I got to maintain my space. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We need a bigger bed. All right. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. I have a queen, and it's fine. We have a queen. I know. It's... And you're smaller than I am. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Who's most likely to fall while walking? Um, <laughs> if it's just walking her. But if it's what, like... What, what if we just walk? Well, I mean, like, if we were just, like, walking somewhere, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to jump up on something or uh-huh. jump off of something uh-huh. or try and do a flip or something, and I'm going to fall. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Who's most likely to steal candy from a baby? Oh, me. <laughs> you stay away from my sons. <laughs> Dude, I would. If they were sitting there with a bowl of candy, half of it would be gone right now. Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. Dude, you do the same thing. Get oh, out of here. well, it's not stealing. Though. I'm teaching them about taxes. No, 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 no. That's stealing. <laughs> I get to take 40% of their candy. All right. So, uh, let's get back to the first commandment. The first commandment protects us or guards us from syncretism, mm-hmm. right? Syncretism being this idea of both God and dot, 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 right? Right. Both God and your idol. So one way I think that we can communicate it fairly clearly is this idea of, well, really just how the culture is going in general. So you can say, um, yeah, it's fine if you do your Christian thing and, you know, go to your churches and everything, but keep that out of the public square. So as long as you say, yeah, I believe in God, but I also am accepting of, you know, the transgender community or, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, pick your poison, whatever it is, as long as I'm accepting of drunkenness, alcoholic behavior, as long as you're accepting of the bar scene, these kinds of things. Um, and, and the first commandment really keeps us from the syncretism of, of both God and um any other type of idol, mm-hmm. right, or entertainment. <clears throat> Agreed. Oh, thoughts? Okay. No, I agree. No. I mean, we, we've talked about the exclusive claim right. there, that right. he is God above all. There shall be no other before his face. So, yeah, right. I'm with right. you. So, um, <clears throat> here's a question. How does the first commandment change this side of the incarnation, right? How does it change with the coming of Jesus? You did not read this book. 
doesn't. I did. I read it. It just. I read it like two weeks ago. That's the thing. I already forget everything. Okay. All right. Um, I think that it. How about this? How about the only this? way that it changes is like, like. We we worship now the finished work of Christ. You know, like we worship because of the finished work of Christ, rather than looking forward to it. We, we worship God, looking back at what He has done. I mean, that's the right. way. I can think so of this it. is this is something I don't know. Did you listen to uh, the Ben Shapiro interview with uh, John MacArthur? Six minutes of it. Yeah. So there was a lot of really really good things in that interview. Um, a lot. There was also uh, plenty for me to gripe about. One of those things, which I thought was probably the most concerning, and I think if John MacArthur actually thought about this, I don't know if he would say this, but he said that Ben Shapiro and John MacArthur essentially worship the same God, hmm. which, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ben Shapiro is an Orthodox Jew, and John MacArthur is probably one of the best preachers of our time. Hmm. Um, just He's taught a lot of people um, a lot about Christianity. Very, very godly man. So the, the pushback on that would be, well, no, Christian Christians and Jews do not worship the same God because the only way that we can obey the first commandment, this side of the incarnation, is by worshiping Jesus. And right. if you don't worship Jesus, you have a different God. Right. Right. So that that's how... The, the first commandment applies to us much differently in the New Testament than it did in the Old Testament. Mm. Um, so you think of like uh, Mount Sinai, right? This is where the Ten Commands were given. This is where God says, you shall have no other gods before me. And then you've got the Mount, Tra- uh, Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus is up on the mountain, you know, with uh, some of his disciples and Moses is there and Elijah's there and, you know, the clouds open and the Father speaks, this is my son and who am I am well pleased. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. Follow him. Right? So, uh, Jesus is God. So uh, there's, there's plenty of places that we could go for this. Generally, when I, when I want to prove Jesus is deity, I'll go to John 10. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that today, but for your own personal study, you guys should go read John 10 um, with that in mind. But thinking about uh, 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. So here, here we have this, this <clears throat> idea of, of Jesus mediating between Man and God and Jesus being God. Hebrews 1, uh, 1 through 3. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Okay, so again, um, this idea of, of Jesus being God and uh, Jesus being mediator and uh, our redeemer. Philippians 2, uh, 10 through 11. So that at the time of Jesus, every knee should bow and in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. So Lord here being Yahweh, Yahweh being God of the Old Testament. John fourteen seven says this, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Right? So this idea in you know, John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the vine, you are the branches, all these other types of things. Talking about Jesus being God. Right? So the only way that, and we've said this before, but this is really important, is the only way that we can um, obey the 10th commandment is by worshiping Jesus. It's not by worshiping other gods. It's not by... Um, even being an Orthodox Jew, where they get, there's a lot that Orthodox Jews and Christians agree on. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and for those of you listening, just go read the book because we literally just pulled all of those references. Oh yeah, right, all right like, like, like I said, like it's, it's it's all right there. It's very good. I like where where he's he closes it off and he says from the uh, the implications from all of this is that if you don't know God in Christ, then you don't really know God. Right. The first commandment no, can no longer be properly obeyed unless we worship the one who alone shows us the one true God. Is it? It isn't enough to. Or, sorry, it isn't enough to use the word of God or to belong to a monotheistic religion. We are not worshiping the one true God unless we are worshiping the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The coming of Christ has changed for everything. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, huge. A good, that's a good final summary there. That's a huge thing. Um, uh, one thing that I'd like to do just before we close here is he references um, Calvin's commentaries uh, or his commentary on the first commandment. And he talks about this, um, this idea of the 10th commandment, or sorry, the first commandment um, is talking about your adoration, your trust, your invocation, and your thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. right? So a good way for you to diagnose what maybe some of your potential or uh, real idols might be or other little gods is by thinking about these three or these four things. So adoration, who or what do you praise, right? Um, And and obviously we, we would all say, you know, God. Right? Or at least most of us would say that. But when you start to think about this idea of syncretism, it's, okay, God and what? Right. Like, wh- what is it that, that you, you praise? What is it that you adore? What is it that you worship? Right. 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 Um, also, what do you trust in? Right. I think is a good one. Do you trust in, in Christ or do you trust in doctors, insurance companies, or some of the examples he gives? What are you really relying on? Right. Is it, is it solely God or is it God and your means to provide for yourself? Right. Right. Well, and, and, and another thing... Um, this is this is easy picking, so I mean you can come at me with some of my um, personality and things that I enjoy. But w- when you think about this idea of adoration and trust, um, one of, one of the low hanging fruit would be sports teams mm-hmm. and just you know our, our fascination with um, sports in general and entertainment mm-hmm. in general. And it's one of those things where like you, you just see how everyone's disposition completely changes if their team loses. Hmm. or if their team wins or these other kinds of things. So there's nothing wrong with sports in general. Like I would never say that. Um, But much like any good thing, it can be turned into an idol. Right. So, so that would just be one easy example to give. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even becoming more prevalent, I think is just the entertainment culture in general. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if Netflix is your means of dealing with issues, you're, you're escaping to that so you can escape your problems or, whatever if your god is comfort you know like there's all types of different things in our society i think comfort is the one of the biggest idols if not the biggest idol in our society so so that that's really good and that goes right into this this idea of invocation Mm -hmm. who or what do you look to for help so everything that you just said i think would fall in right under that where if you're looking for some form of escapism Mm -hmm. instead of looking for god right that 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 would be a telltale sign that okay you do have idols in your heart Right, and then um, Thanksgiving. Who or what do you thank when when things go well, or, or when you um, look around you and see all the blessings that the well that you have? Are you thanking the Lord for them? Or are you thanking yourself for them? Or are you thanking um, your government for them? What what is it that that brings that thanks? Mm-hmm. And again, it's not necessarily wrong for me to say you know if, if someone gives me a gift to thank them for that. That doesn't mean that <laughs> yeah. they're an idol. Um, but this this idea of, of reliance and um, thanking people instead of thinking who created these people and who gave them these things to give to you mm-hmm. um, to begin with. Or, you know, even more prevalent from what I see is just a general lack of thankfulness at all. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's good. I mean, I mean, seriously, like how often do we go through an entire day and we don't think about anything? Like we don't give thanks for anything. It's just this is what I'm entitled to. This is what I've earned. This is what I've built up for myself. Um, you know, like in Deuteronomy, God speaks very clearly about them going into Canaan and warning them that when they have nice houses yep. and when they eat a lot of good food or whatever, that they forget God and they turn to these things. And that's what I see all around me. That's what I see in my own heart a lot of times mm-hmm. is a general lack of thankfulness at all. Right. Um, because I feel like I earned it all. Right. And it's just really easy to get sucked into that yep. mentality as well. Yeah, that's, that's something that I really uh, felt when I first got married. Was I was like, oh yeah, I'm the man now. I'm married. Look at all my stuff. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but actually, what, what's a really fun exercise for me to do, and it's really humbling, is I mean, we could even do this right now. Is you look around this house and you go through my drawers and go through my shelves and everything, and how much of it was actually gifts from people. Oh yeah. Like how, how much? Like I did not like this table that we're even using. This was mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. And they gave to us. It looks a lot better now. It definitely looks a lot better more now. It, but... I've refurbished it and everything, but. I mean, in the, the chairs that we're sitting on, yeah. these, these were a gift from someone. Yeah. Um, they used to be in the Air Force, you know, back in like the 60s. And this was the first thing that they bought with their first paycheck in the Air Force. And I have them. And I'm sitting on it. Yeah. Um, you look at that uh, high chair right there. That was a gift from Grandma. Um, you look at, pick your poison, like pick something. Dude, and, I saw I saw a um, video put on by some church or whatever. It was on Facebook the other day. And this guy wakes up on Christmas morning. And, like, everything he owns is wrapped. And so, like, he goes to the light switch, and it's, like, wrapped, and he, like, flips it. He's like, guys, the electricity! And, like, goes over to the faucet and, like, walks out and gets a cup of coffee, and it's all wrapped. and like, pokes a hole in it. And he's like, it's delicious! And, like, just freaking out, like, over-the-top freaking out with joy about, like, every everyday thing yeah. that we take for granted. And I was like, that's kind of convicting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how much do I just go through life? Like, yeah, I deserve this. But, like, everything is a gift. Right. You know? Everything. And then who you're thanking determines... Or it is, it's helpful to see who you're actually worshiping mm-hmm. or what you're actually worshiping. Yeah. So um, let me do this. I said I wasn't going to, but I'm going to. I'm, I want to end by uh, reading um, the question and answer for the <clears throat> larger catechism. This is uh, 104. What are the duties required of the first commandment? The duties required in the first commandment are the knowing and acknowledging of God to be the only true God and our God and to worship and glorify him accordingly. By thinking, meditating, remembering, highly esteeming, honoring, adoring, choosing, loving, desiring, fearing of him, believing him, trusting, hoping, delighting, rejoicing in him, being zealous for him, calling upon him, giving all praise and thanks, and yielding all obedience and submission to him with the whole man, being careful in all things to please him, and sorrowful when in anything he is offended, and walking humbly with him. And so all of those things, they've got scripture references. Mm-hmm. So check check out the, the, the catechisms. They're, they're very helpful. Hmm. So that is a uh, brief um, explanation, I guess, of, of the first commandment. Next week, obviously, will be the second. And I think we'll probably have a fairly robust discussion on that. Hopefully. I hope. I hope. Yeah. If, you know, if you remember what you read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll save it to like the day before yeah, or something. Yeah, good deal. Make some notes. Good deal. You know, good deal. All right. Well, this is fun. I'm glad to be back in a somewhat regular recording schedule now. Yeah. Thanks for all your patience listening, uh, you know, or just waiting for us to get back to it. Um, but yeah, any other closing thoughts or anything? Uh, nope. That, that's all. I, all right. I guess we can end our thing by saying uh, every Joe Schmo can grow some more. Like, like our Facebook page. Well, obviously. Yeah. But I have to. Let me try again. <clears throat> every Joe Schmo can grow some more.
Peace. Okay, so I thought of an embarrassing moment. Hit me. Um, two weeks into dating Hannah, um, I was over at her apartment and we were hanging out and I was just trying to be funny or whatever. I started... So two weeks, you guys are just starting to date. Still like really awkward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't like super awkward. We it was were a little awkward. Comfortable enough. But okay. anyway, I'm like dancing around while I'm playing music. I'm like dancing around in her living room and I did like a weird imitation of a split and literally split my pants right up the seam. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get the barber shorts <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um no but she i mean i did have to borrow her sweatpants though she had to run upstairs and give me sweatpants and they fit and they were so comfortable wow dude women's sweatpants i need to get me some mm-hmm. all right hold on before before we end this i want to hear your answers to the questions that you asked me about your wife oh well, i have to look them up again okay no one wants to listen to this yeah they do all right all right all right, all right, all right. what's my spouse's favorite junk food uh, M&M's. M&M's would be up there, arguably. There might be other things, but I would say probably the M&M's. Or uh, M&M McFlurry. Is he right, Mary? McDonald's. <laughs> You're here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty much. What adjective best describes your spouse's family? Careful. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I feel a little awkward. <laughs> here. I thought you were saying careful. I was um, like... <laughs> well... I would yeah, I would say I would say goofy 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 they're they're all a bunch of goofballs solid. Um, what is your spouse's most irritating habit? Okay, so Loving the microwave thing well. that you said was was definitely one of them. Um, let me think about this because there's a lot. <laughs> She's so annoying. <laughs> Thank you for still loving. No. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, and you're being all sweet. I think the most annoying thing is I can't like mock her without, you know, her apologizing, and I actually feel like twice as bad as I should. Yeah, that, so that's super. That annoying. happens. I get Dang you it. on that. All right. Um, what word best describes your spouse first thing in the morning? Uh, it depends on the morning, but uh, oftentimes grumpy. Grumpy. No, maybe not grumpy. Maybe maybe depressed. Well, it depends. It depends Whoa. on the time. Like because okay, hear me out. Oof. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Cause she doesn't get to sleep as much as I do, so because our kids wake up all the time, and she's great, and she gets up mainly for Dominic. I can't really do anything except change her diaper, which occasionally I will do. I'm not a horrible husband. Um, Is he horrible? Most of the time, stop it. The air. Stop it. Stop. It's <laughs> hard to wake up. I am hard to wake up. So it depends. Either either it's like sad or or grumpy or sometimes happy. Hmm. Sometimes, not mm-hmm. often. So really just anywhere. Okay. Yeah. All over the board. All right. I love what, you. What is the most embarrassing thing you have done around your spouse? Um, I'm not going to say what I just said to you. <laughs> it's not on here. Dude, I'm suave. I've never embarrassed myself. Oh, I'm so life. suave. Are you kidding me? Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, imitate your spouse, how your spouse behaves when she gets angry. Uh, well, I think it's a lot like what you said. Sometimes it's, it's quiet and reserved. Um, <clears throat> So I'll have to go, hey, babe. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> no, no, no. I go, what do you think about? She goes, what do you, what do you, you should already about? know what you did. 
what are you thinking about? And she goes, she goes, I hate that you can see when I'm mad at you. <laughs> Every time. Uh, that's funny. All right, how bad would you win in an eating contest? That's obvious. It depends on what we're eating, because, man, she can put down some food. Mm, what? Don't give me that look. Rebuttal. I mean, your mouth is wide open. It's like big fruit. Food. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Unfiltered. I did, it. I did have that pretzel today. People have already shut this off. It nah, it's all right. I'm going to put something in the show notes so people listen. All right. Who takes up more than their half of the book? Oh, Mary, for sure. Like mm. I said, I'll, I'll wake Not up like true. half floating or fall <laughs> off. Half cheeking it. And half cheeking it, man. <laughs> and and, and this is, there's this really annoying habit where I'll wake up and just have the blanket and no sheet. Somehow the sheet gets like wrapped around her body completely. Oh, dude. And, I, I gave up on sheets. Oh, it's the worst. So I start stapling it down to my side. I can't stay it. All right. Yeah, it's annoying. Not really. <laughs> Most likely to fall while walking. Mary. Most likely to steal candy from a baby. It depends on the candy. And the baby. <laughs> and the baby. <laughs> awesome. Fair, fair enough. If it's my own. Well, we've established that if it's our kids, it's not stealing because it belongs to us anyways. Oh. Then I wouldn't take candy from a child. It depends on the candy and it depends on the child. Can they talk yet? This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, peace. See ya.